You're listening to Touch the Line Podcast. My name is Evan Silver, and here we focus on leadership, culture, and building a team. This podcast was created to serve you so you can serve others. All right, welcome to Touch the Line Podcast. We have Mr. Kevin Smith. Welcome back to Touch the Line. So great to have you here. Yeah, thanks for having me. I want to talk about one thing. Uh, I want to talk about young leaders. And the reason this topic came up is because, you know, I have people DM me of like, hey, I love the latest episode or just ask me questions. And so I'll always ask them, hey, what do you want to hear more about? And one of the, some of the feedback I've gotten is they would love, they share it with their staff, which I'm like, oh, thank you so much. And when they share it with their staff, they're like, they're not an owner or a manager They might not be in a leadership position. So I wanted to bring you on to talk about young leaders. And the reason I want to do that, because you were, you developed me as a, a young leader at the time. I didn't know what a leader was. So in, in my eyes, you're an expert at developing young leaders. So I I just want to have a, a discussion about young leaders. And I think the best way to open this up is what is a young leader? Um, man, a young leader could be really a couple things. I think when people hear young leaders, they think of young in age, um, which may be the case. You know, you could be somebody who's just getting out of, of high school or college and you're starting your profession and you're a young leader in that profession. You are age wise young. But I also think sometimes young leaders are somebody who maybe is later on in life and they've been established and they're just starting to get into the importance of leadership and being a leader. And so I would constitute, or I would say those guys and gals are also young leaders as they're just starting to get into what leadership is and the importance of it in a daily uh, walk with staff, with your, um, with your family, even if you're just, you know, living life, it's uh, the importance of leadership. Like me, I think I started, how old was I? 28. And I didn't know anything about leadership. And I said this on the, the first episode you were, on that, you know, like, Hey, Evan, you've got potential to be a great leader. Now let me pause. If you're listening to this, tell someone in your company that you believe in, go tell them that because that was a pivotal moment in my life. And I said this on the episode, like I'm a, I'm a better, uh, husband, a better father, a better leader because of that one conversation you had with me. And, you know, I was young. I didn't know uh, what 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 next steps were, but you were there to guide me. What's some advice you would give young leaders? Um, man, I would say be hungry. It's probably the first advice I would have is um, we live in a world where due to technology and you know, .com websites you can go to, you can get books, podcasts, videos on anything and everything. And so as a leader, even as a, a guy who's been doing leadership for a long time like myself, is there's so many opportunities to learn and get better. And so I think for a leader, a leader who's just getting into it is be hungry and be willing to invest in yourself, buy books, listen to podcasts, watch videos, um, whatever you got to do to to get advice, get knowledge um, is going to be wildly important in your journey as a leader. And I think the second thing. I would say is be okay where you are. 
I think one of the things I've seen in a lot of young leaders who were young in age is wanting to be where somebody else is too quick. And I think a lot of times as as a as a person who looks up and sees like I want to be where person X is in my life, I want to have what they have, I want to be doing what they're doing. If you went to that right away with that the process of learning and equipping and growing, it would be a massive failure. And so, you know, uh, there's a, a saying in sports is be good, be great where your feet are. And so my encouragement to any young leader is be great where you are today, knowing that the process is going to make you great where you are tomorrow. Oh, say that again. Be great where you are today, knowing that the process will make you great where you will be tomorrow. Oh, the process. Yeah. That's the thing that nobody really likes. That's not the fun but, thing. Yeah. But so I hear a lot of great like leaders that I follow on Instagram. They say, fall in love with the process. And that's a big sports term too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you only play, you know, in college. I don't even know how many games they play in the NFL now. Was it 16, 17? They play that. But the process is, is training camp and showing up, you know, following through. The, and those things will will come. Let me, let me stop you there. The thing about the process too, you're talking about, you know, training and NFL is there's people in the stands at the game. You know, that's when you put on the nice new uniform and the, all the, you look, you you look your best. You look sharp. You look, man, you're ready to go. And you walk out to a stadium, depending on what level you're playing at, there's a couple thousand or, you know, 30, 40, 80,000 people to cheer you on to play your sport. But there's not a whole lot of people at practice. And, yeah. and that's where you become available and great to go to the game. And if you don't enjoy the process of, or at least participate and go through the process of the practice, when you're, it's just you and your teammates and you're grinding it out, you're not wearing the, the shiny uniforms, the uniform has holes in it and it's, you know, it's, it's thrown together. You don't get to go and stand at the stadium with the 80,000 people cheering you on. Practice? We talking about practice? We talking practice? Yeah. <laughs> Allen Iverson yeah. uh, quote. Google it. Quote. <laughs> so what do you what would you tell someone that they say, Well, I don't like to like read books? Because I get that. I get that often. Well, I'm not really a book reader. What what would you respond with that? You are, if you're not a book reader, you have the great advantage that you were living in this date and time in history. Is because any book that's been written in the last I don't know, 30, 40, 50 years, there's probably a good chance that you can pay to have somebody read that book to you as you're driving to work, as you're cutting the grass, as you were doing whatever you're doing. And so, great. You don't like to read books? Awesome. Then pick up extra bucks and have somebody read that book to you. And it will change your life. But also, I mean, you know, there's other avenues to get better is podcasts and videos or find somebody that you value and you think, is where you want to be in the future and ask them, Hey, would you be willing to let me buy your lunch? Let me buy your breakfast. Let me buy you a coffee every so often and just sit and ask you questions and talk and, and, and help me get to where you are from where I am. And um, they may say no, but they may say yes. And I think one of the things that so many people, young people, old people don't do is they don't invest in themselves. They, they invest themselves by going and, and buying a, a cup of coffee or they invest themselves by going and buying a new a car or a thing. But, man, invest in yourself to make yourself better. 
uh, by books and and leadership lessons and, and asking people to 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 equip and train and spend time with you. Invest yourself by doing that as well. That okay. So let's let's stay here because that was very very valuable. Talking about mentor and coaching, um, what? Let's give some people some tips because there's probably some salon owners, uh, there's probably small business owners. They're like, hey, I would love to have a mentor or a coach. What? Who? How? Tell them. Give me your experience of how you went and found a mentor or you found a coach and what that experience was like. Yep. It's, um, so there's a guy in my life who, who I talked to at least once a week. Um, and the way I found him was, uh, he was the youth pastor of my wife when she was a, a teenager. And when me and her started dating, she wanted him to, um, do our wedding. And so we started just meeting with him periodically and I built a relationship with him, ended up working for him for a season. And, um, and after, once he did our wedding, we came in touch and I started working for him. And even to this day is I'm in one, you know, world of professionalism and he's in a different one, but we still talk. And so, you know, for me, it's, it's all about relationships. It's all about finding somebody that you can connect with and that you can um, have common unity and common you know, goals and, and thought processes on. But it's just finding that person and pursuing that person and not in a creepy, like stalking way. Like, hey man, I want to call. I want to call you every day, Monday at eight o'clock. Like that's the me and this guy. We talk every Monday at eight o'clock, typically. And I'm on my way to work, and I will call him. We'll talk for thirty minutes, and every now and then we'll get together for a breakfast. And I buy his breakfast, and we just talk. We just chat. We just, you know, hey, what's going on? How are things? And he encourages me. He he answers my questions. He's honest with me, and I think a lot of times. As we look for mentors, we look for somebody who's going to always pat you on the back and say, oh, man, you're so great and you're doing this so awesome. But sometimes you smoke and kick you in the butt. And mm-hmm. and so he's really good at that, too, of of saying, like, man, what are you doing? You can't you got to stop doing that. That's not healthy. Um, but also, you know, you mentioned this when you're talking about everybody's doing. Um, uh, come give me money. I'll try to run your business. And those are great. But I would find somebody who doesn't talk a lot, but somebody who does a lot. And you mentioned this when you were talking, you said, you know, I want to be the company that helps you do this and this and this. And the reason you can do that is because you're doing that. And so, you know, if you're looking out there for in the, in the cyber world for somebody who you can pay money to help you, I mean, that's fine, but make sure they've done what they're trying to tell you to do. Cause there's so many places that will, can talk a good game. And, but if you start asking questions, they've never done it. It's just like, Hey, I've, I read this book and this is what I, I think is great, but like, no, I've done it. I'm, I'm doing this, but I'm telling you to do, I've done it or I have done it. Yeah. And that's why I tell people that I have uh, calls with, I'm like, Hey, you can find all of our staff on our website. You can hit them up on Instagram and see if I'm full of crap, you know, <laughs> like I, and, and, I don't know if our, I don't think the majority of our staff even listens to the podcast, but if they do, like, I'm not going to say anything that they're, they're going to be like, yeah, that's, that's not true. You know, that would be, oh, I, I would just be terrible because I don't want to be that person that's like, oh, yeah, we care for our staff. We do this, we do that. And they're going, no, you don't. You know, even with the guest experience, like, oh, we give a great guest experience and our guests are going, yeah, you're all right. So I think, you know, that authenticity, that, uh, transparency is key. And there are a lot of people out there that are 
coaching and things that they've never done, which kind of blows my mind. But uh, back to young leaders, I can get on that soapbox. So mentors, I mean, I think for me, like is um, when I'm looking for a mentor, like you mentioned people that are further along than you are, people that like I want somebody that has a great marriage, treats their wife with respect, that uh, is a servant, um, that knows how to care for people. Those are things that I'm like, okay, but and, and, and can get things done that can see a a a challenge and not just come in and be like, all right, we're doing this. This is what we're doing, but can get a team together and work through that. That's what that's what I'm looking for in a a mentor. What um what would you tell your do you have any thoughts on that? Because I'm about to no, switch gears. I, I think I think that was great. I think everything you said was was spot on. Okay. We're going to switch gears. What would you tell 22-year-old Kevin? What First off, what was 22-year-old Kevin doing? Let's see. 22-year-old Kevin was, I was probably working part-time at a church as a youth pastor, and part-time I was uh, working at a paint store uh, selling paint and mixing paint. So I was working two part-time jobs to allow me to do what I wanted to do long-term. So I was doing that. Um, I think if I could go back in time and tell 22-year-old Kevin anything, it would be, um, it turns out okay. I think a lot of times as a 22-year-old, you're looking at life, and um, at least for me, when I was 22, man, I was, financially, I was I was struggling. Like I was like, you know, looking at the uh the checking account and check for things you used to write on paper before you actually had Venmo. You could send people, you had to ask to write a piece of paper check for those 22 year olds today. But you know, I look at my checkbook and my checking account and I'd be like, Oh boy, I, I don't know if, if I'm going to make it, you know, and I was working two part-time jobs. I had to move back in with my parents to make this thing happen. And I think as a 22 year old, you're looking at like, is it worth it? Is it going to happen? Is where I want to go going to, am I going to get there? And I think, you know, looking back on it, um, I wouldn't trade any of that for anything. The the struggle and the the hard work and the grind of getting up early, going and working one part-time job and driving to the next part-time job, working late, um, man, it's worth it. And so um, I would just tell younger Kevin is keep working hard, man. Understand that like it works out, but you can't, you can't stop. You can't, you can't stop walking through what you're walking through. You can't stop the grind. You can't stop doing this because it's all part, going back to that word, part of the process of getting where you want to yeah. get to. Yeah, that's really good. I love that because you, you mentioned this earlier, but I think people want at 22 or even younger, they want all the things in life. They see their parents with boats and motorcycles and toys and all this stuff and People think that they come out of school or they, you know, and they're just like, yeah, I want, I want a boat. And it's like, yeah, I wanted a boat for years, but I think a lot of people want that. They want that, maybe that, that title or that leadership that people have been there for 30, 35, 40 years. And it's like, Hey, you've got to, you've got to, I don't want to say work your way up. You got to serve your way up. That's what I'm looking for in our company. Like I'm looking for people that are serving and, um, I'll do another podcast on this, but I don't even know if I told you this, but we're doing uh, team leaders in our company because we're getting to a point where 
my wife and I can't serve everyone on our team, can't lead, let me say that, not serve, but lead them the way they need to be led because leading's hard. I mean, you tell me that about every phone conversation I have. You're like, isn't leadership fun? I'm like, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> let, me, let me add to that because you said this, and I don't want to skim over it. The one of the things that if, if you're listening to this and you are giving it to a young leader or you're trying to um, gain some knowledge to how to impress or impart young leaders is good leaders leave a legacy. And so mm. what you're you what you and Aaron are doing is you're looking at it like we can't leave, you know, lead this many people in an organization, which is true. What's also true is you're not getting any younger. Right. And you have right. two kids and you're trying to build a business that you can leave a legacy either through others, other employees or maybe one of your kids one day. But you think of the great leaders in life who have passed on. They left a legacy and their company is doing bigger and better things in their absence than ever did when they were here. And that's why it's so important to invest in other people is so when when you're going on and the world is moving on when you're not here, which, by the way, it will. Um, the sun still rises and sets, whether you're a part of it or not, is is leaving that legacy to where, you know, when people say, man, I'm a better person because Evan Silver was in my life. I mean, that's one of the most impressive things anybody can say about anybody on this earth is I am better because this person was in my life. I'll, I've learned that a few years ago of like, you know what? It's not about being the best salon. It's not about winning awards. It's not about any of that. It's like steady growth, and it's about leaving a legacy. Are the people that are in our company better today than they were yesterday or even a year ago? If I can say yes, then we're doing something right. It's not about you know how many people you have working in your company that makes you successful. Uh, I think it's a it's the long game. I mean, especially right now with COVID. I mean, people. I mean, small businesses are are they're they're not making it. And I'm like, the, the, the main goal is to lead people and to make this company last longer than Aaron and I. Yep. You know? so let, me, let me ask the podcaster a question. Let me flip it on you here. So, Uh-oh. yeah. So as a, as a small business owner talking about leaving a legacy and making your employees better, their life better because they're part of your organization. Looking back to COVID, what are some things you did when COVID got really big and COVID was coming this you know, it's, it's still a big thing now, but it was way bigger and way more of a deal a year ago. What are some things you guys did at your, at your salon to, you know, protect your employees? And ultimately, you, you've got to protect your business. You've got to protect, you know, the the organization that you're that's feeding your family and, and making you guys successful. What are some things you did that you look back on? You're like, man, that made a difference in the salon, but also made a difference in my employees. Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I think the biggest thing that we were like, man, that was probably the, the, the biggest thing is that during quarantine, during quarantine, we communicated with our team constantly. Um, we were probably texting at least someone per day, if not the whole group. Uh, we would have Zoom calls where we'd play games like Two Truths and a Lie, and we had to guess. That was because people were isolated. You know, I was isolated with my wife and kids, which, you know, two weeks in with the kids, I was like, okay, we've got to get a babysitter over here. Like I'm losing my mind. 
But I'm thinking about if I was single living by myself and I was isolated for two weeks, that would not be good. They would not be healthy for me. So I think the biggest thing was communication during that time. And the crazy thing is, Kevin, I don't have an answer. Maybe you can figure out something when I'm talking about this. But when we came back, we had very, I don't want to say strict, but we had, um, our protocols were a lot higher than other companies in our area. So we were wearing masks. We were requiring guests to wear masks right after quarantine. We were sanitizing everything, the chairs, the credit card machine, the handles. Because at this point, like you said, we didn't know much about the virus. There was no vaccine. And our staff never complained. Never. And it, I mean, like I got chills right now. Like I could get a, emotional about it because, oh man, I'm not going to cry on my own podcast. I got him, guys. <laughs> uh, you did it. I'm going to put the title as this, is Evan chokes up and <laughs> gets emotional. On his own get, podcast. Yeah, probably get like the highest listeners. But like our team, I think through that, like our team really trust us. And I think they were like, and we said this, we don't know if we're making the right decision, but we know we're making the best decision right now. And so what that showed us is that a lot of our team trust us. Um, you know, like we're back to right now, as we're speaking, we're back to wearing masks. And I know that some people don't like it, um, but they never really speak about it. You know, it's like, hey, this is what we're doing. We're still open. That's the key. Uh, we got tons of new guests, tons of new guests. And I know it's because of our protocols because they walked into um, another salon or whatever. And they were like, oh, my gosh, nobody's wearing a mask. They didn't feel comfortable. I think we had... Um, I think we had like 95 new guests in June of 2020. Like that's a lot in one month. And I think it's our core values. Our team was radiating positivity. They were adding value and they were being a better version of themselves. And I think all those new guests were like, wow, this place is, you know, like they're living those out. So I think, you know, to answer your question, I think a lot of it stemmed from quarantine. They were still involved. We had social media we had times where we'd go up there and like we had people like cleaning the dust on the the rafters in our salon. So we we kept people involved. It wasn't like, hey, we're going to be out for what was we were out for like a month. Uh, we checked up on people. Uh, where there's two people that were, and I'm not saying this bragging. I'm saying this like so people can take these ideas and use them in their company. But like there's two people that weren't able to get. Uh, unemployment. Either they were a student or they were booth rental the year before, and we would Venmo them money. And, you know, I, one of those people doesn't work in our company anymore. And I have no regrets about that. I'm like, you know, that uh, I think just genuinely caring for people creates a loyalty and shows that you're, you're transparent and that you actually care about them um, more than anything. So the answer your question is probably a little It does, longer. and it was a moment, and be honest, I knew the answer to the question before I asked it because I, I remember those times of us talking about it. And the reason I ask it is I wanted to prove this point. If, if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking about leaders or somebody in your business or somebody you know that you need to invest in or be a leader, you're, just the fact that you're having that thought means you're probably a better leader than you even know. 
Just want to say that because leaders care about other people. One of the things that um, Evan did in that scenario was his business, it, it didn't affect him personally. It didn't make the, the salon any better by doing all those things he talked about during quarantine. In fact, it cost him money because he had to take money from his account and Venmo to somebody who didn't have it. But the, the flip side of that coin is when they came back, these stylists are willing to wear masks. They're willing to go to the extra yard. They're willing to come and, and clean things. And because they knew that Evan and Aaron cared about them as a person, way more about them as somebody who comes and cuts hair. And so, you know, leaders and being a, a young leader, man, one thing I would and I would implore you to understand is leaders make a big deal about big things. Here's what I mean by that. One of the things that um, I do pretty consistently, and people, it's, it's come to the point now where it's a joke among my friends, is if I know you, I'm going to send you a text on your birthday and on your anniversary. Yep. And here's why. Because I know it's a big deal to you. And it's not that It's on my phone. Like every morning I get up, I look at my phone. Oh, look, it's it's Evan and Aaron's anniversary. Happy anniversary, guys. And send the text out. Um, because I know it's a big deal to them. And it's a big deal to me as a friend, as somebody who, who values their friendship. So if you're listening to this as a leader of an organization who runs something, man, do what Evan did and make a big deal out of big things. But also, if you're listening to this and you're a young leader, understand the importance of, man, finding out information about people and writing it down um, and putting it in your in your iCalendar or whatever Google has for their calendar and, and make it a big deal and be like, hey, it's a simple text. It's a simple phone call. It's a simple, hey, I acknowledge that you're important and this is a big deal for you and celebrate with you. That's great. I don't, I don't have anything else. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of a, that, side, that, a, a side conversation about leaders, but I think it's important to, to hit yeah, those I, th- I think that's great. I think this is very uh, valuable content and thanks for flipping the script. Never had anybody do that. Um, but I'm really just trying how how to end this. Like, thanks so much for coming on. Like, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, where should I get a mentor or a coach? Um, write down some people that you want to meet with. Come prepared with questions. Get someone like Kevin that will speak the truth, but you know ultimately they want the best for you and they want to and they genuinely love you. So, Kevin, thanks for being that person for me. Thanks for being on the podcast and dropping some wisdom today. Always. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to Touch the Line Podcast. Connect with me on social media and my website by searching evansilver.co. That's evansilver.co. If this episode impacted you, please leave a review and share it on all social media. Thanks for tuning in.